Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. All right. Welcome to the Tech at Lunch podcast. I'm Nick. And I am Edward. All right. Today we're going to be talking about MQTT. So, you know, we're going to get into the kind of what the, the origin story is and what MQTT is. So what you got, Ed? So that's a funny uh, thing you bring up, Nick. And it brings to mind something that I've read in the past, and it's oil pipes and satellites. So the origin of MQTT was based off of a need for the oil industry to uh, monitor oil pipelines. And they did this via satellite, which was very expensive at the time. So they invented MQTT. Ironically, the MQ was for... uh, was actually developed by IBM, and it was uh, basically a, a bandwidth efficient, lightweight, and used little battery power. That was one of the benefits of it, uh, and uh, that's how we ended up in MQTT. I mean, a smart guy named Andy Stafford Clark actually was involved in uh, Arlen Nipper, and so that brings us to, you got MQTT? Yep. And the thing is, if you think about it, we still use what's considered the MQ version of that, the IBM MQ. You know, that's it's a dedicated messaging broker, messaging service that's still used in um, major corporations today to move data from one server to another server, one major system to a subsystem and stuff like that. Which, you know, it's kind of funny that, you know, we're now using, you know, IBM MQ, which has been around for decades, you know, something like MQ admin and stuff like that. And now we're using it in a smaller fashion for MQ for MQTT, you know. So, you know, smaller message traffic. Which kind of, you know, leads us into the next point. You know, what is MQTT? Um, you know, MQTT is a messaging broker, which we know from what the origin story is. You know, so it's like, you know, everybody's got MQTT. It's just one of those things. Um, you may not know that you have it. You may not think you have it. But if you've ever had to deal with, you know, for instance, like my truck, for instance, Chevrolet. You know, we have a, you know, I get emails all the time. Hey, look, your vehicle's due for service. Guess what's causing that? It's an MQTT interface that's being shot to somewhere else and telling them exactly what's going on with your vehicle. Um, You know, but, you know, you also get it inside smart homes. Most smart home things, if then, if that type of thing, is all MQTT based. And, you know, which kind of leads to the fact that, you know, you have all different types of, you know, MQTT and how it's used in different areas. You know, from major industrial to non-industrial to, you know, consumer-grade and non-consumer grade. But the funny part is, you know, MQTT itself is a message. It just tells you, hey, this is what's going on. And it can be used anywhere. It's You don't really have a deviation between um, consumer-grade and non-consumer-grade. It's all MQTT. That's all you got. It's one broker, one type of broker. And one type of sender, one type of receiver. 
So, you know, hell, you can have a damn thing in your, you know, garage door if you really wanted it. But, you know, this is how it works. It's just, you know, what is it MQTT and how is it used? So what you, what do you think about that? Well, what I think about it is, is like you said, a lot of the things now that are being used, you have uh, smart appliances that use this uh, technology and they, uh, hey, this is what you're low on. You need milk. So like Nick said, basically there are two type of networks. You know, you, one is a message broker uh, with a number of clients and then you... Uh, the other one is a broker, yeah, basically on the server side, that receives all the messages from the clients and routes the messages where they need to go. So the thing that's good about MQTT is that it takes the data, move it where it's supposed to, with uh, no bandwidth limitations because it's all uh, handled through the, uh, the message broker and the uh, broker on the server side. So... Uh, the biggest thing that I'm seeing that now you can use these things with sensors of any type. I can use it for a sensor on a vehicle. I can use it for a sensor tied to this technology from a HVAC unit, or I can use it in an industrial plant and uh, monitor uh, different environmental things, monitor um, um, where I'm having bottlenecks, or even monitor um, part presence and things of that nature. So I think uh, what it is is basically a network that uh, is more efficient than using, say, a conventional network of passing data. You don't have the limitation of having to have big servers because this is uh, basically can be run off battery power, and uh, it's it's a lot more efficient. Is what I think. If you think about it, you can send thousands and thousands and thousands of messages per hour, per minute, per day, and it's not going to bottleneck it. It's not going to slow it down. If anything, it's going to make it smarter, um, especially if you have it connected to you know different things and stuff like that, which we'll get into later. And you know that kind of you know leads us on to you know you know who are the clients and you know why do we need these brokers, you know that type of stuff. You know it's the the published clients and subscribers to brokers. And you know the big thing with that you know is if you're really thinking about you know who the clients are and who the broker is, which you have uh, Mosquito and you have Hives. Um, however, it's also the same thing of where you're, like you said, it's being sent from a sensor someplace. It has to. It doesn't have a choice. It has to read data from some right. major piece of information and that piece of information has to send it through someplace else. So if you think about it, you know, the sensor is sending something while the broker is a message gateway. It's a, you know, it's a uh, mailbox, which sends that mailbox, that letter to someplace else. Mm -hmm. it's a redirect is pretty much all it is. It's a sender and a receiver. So, you know, what do you, what do you kind of think about how the, the clients and the, and the subscribers are set up? Like I said, uh, the big thing with the uh, clients and the subscribers, uh, just to give a small example, I mean, there are systems where uh, MQTT is basically uh, attached to a sensor network. So a sensor network could be a smartwatch on your arm. It could be anything like Zigbee. And basically uh, what it does is uh, it can monitor your heart rate. Um, it can, uh, and all these things are being sent, like we said before, you know, from your client to your brokers or client slash subscriber to your broker. And then these uh, the data is passed the broker deals with the data like I say it could be 
hundreds of thousands of messages. And then you can take all of these things and put them into analytical systems. And then you can monitor your heart rate when you ran Friday or when the temperature was 70 and the humidity was 80. So those are things that you can all use in this system. And uh, basically, like Nick said, to, to dumb it down a little bit, it's basically like uh, taking an envelope, putting it in your mailbox, the uh, postal service come and pick it up out of your mailbox, takes it to a distribution center, sorts it, sends it where it needs to go. And that's pretty much what the, uh, excuse me, subscriber broker does. Subscriber being the person putting the letter in the mailbox, broker being the person picking it up and sorting it and sending it where it needs to go. Yeah, you know, I did. I'm talking like a you know a directory one to not be thinking about it, you know. And then you know it's like kind of going into the more you know commercial versus non-commercial side of the house. You know, you have the Mosquito MQTT broker or the Hives MQTT broker. You know, Mosquito hell, you can run the damn thing on a on a Raspberry Pi. You know, have fun with it. Try it at home. Really get into it. Kind of learn it. While, you know, Hives is more of your commercial end, you know, server-based, um, heavy infrastructure type of um, MQTT broker built for bigger environments. However, the Mosquito broker can still handle thousands of clients at one time mm -hmm. without even thinking about it, without even batting an eye. It can still handle all of that data in and out. So, and that's why we kind of go on... Is there really a commercial grade, you know, MQTT broker? I honestly, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not sold on the fact that you have a commercial grade anything. You know, it's everything's, you know, the consumer grade to a point. And right. I think that, 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 that mosquito broker, for instance, mm -hmm. if you think about it, you know, you can still handle the same amount of broker, the same amount of connections and broker traffic, maybe not at the same speed as you can with the, you know, with the hives. You can put it on a you know Raspberry Pi and play with it at home, for the, for the same thing. You know, I don't know if I'm off base here or not. You know, I might be, but you know, for example, you know, it's what I think. And it's, we're talking scalability. That's what we're talking. So w when you say commercial, like I said, I believe the same things can be done with Mosquito that can be done with Hive MQ. Um, Mosquito say. Maybe my scalability is not millions of people. Maybe my scalability is I only want to know information about, like I said, that sensor network I'm talking about. I only want to know information about, hey, I want my information for me. I don't want my information shared outside of my domain. Or, hey, I don't need that information from a, I don't need to know what the neighbor's HVAC unit is doing. I need to know what mine is doing. Maybe if I was thinking more, I need to know from a utility standpoint, yeah, you know, so I, I, to give an example, like I said, comparing Mosquito for, hey, this is, um, I'm learning. Hey, I want to have a way to make my own, um, my own environment, my own, develop my own system. Then, hey, yeah, I can use a Raspberry Pi, mm -hmm. start development, and, sell, and, and this is tailored toward me. But say if you BMW, you know, and you want to do a car sharing service then maybe the scalability is not there with Mosquito. Maybe you, you use the scalability with, um, and basically a lot of this stuff is, is trust and working with each other in the past. And as I said, MQT uh, is, in our opinion, I don't think is a limitation far as right. uh, this is only for commercial, this is only for consumer. 
So, like I said, do you, with uh, BMW, they set up a system where they want to do car sharing. Uh, they wanted to address some issues with network latency and network reliability, and that's a bigger system. Right. You know, maybe I have to have a lot more of those things. Maybe those things are not in, maybe Mosquito is, does not have the present in the cloud or so forth, and uh, maybe that's the difference between Hive, MQ, and Mosquito, but underneath they basically do the same thing. Yeah, so like your Mosquito MQ is a, uh... Kind of like a gateway drug, mm-hmm. you know. It gets people hooked on hooked on the technology, making them want to learn more, and you know that's kind of like the reason why we're having a senior talking about it. You know, you know, get 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 people kind of you know tied into it, wanting to learn it, really wanting to play with, it. you know, play with it at the house. You know, it's the best way to do it. You know, track something if you want to, have fun with it. That's the best part. You know, then you know we go from what do we? You know, we've got all this data. We got this data coming in and going places, and you know, what the heck do we do with it? You know, one of those things is you know, we got to look at you know either um of, uh, you know it's you know it's an alert or why do I need Kibana? You know, it's kind of one of those things. You know, it's Node Red versus Elastic Kibana Search. It really depends of where you're taking that data, where you're seeing the data. You know, the thing is, is we can even explain take that and go into our next topic eventually. You know, and that's kind of where you get into the bigger topics, you know. But it's like Node Red. Node Red, for instance, takes your data that comes in off your MQ, your MQTT broker, and splits it and says where you want it to go. So you can have one thing coming in and going to multiple different data streams and being collected someplace else. However, most of the time, if you think about it, that all goes back to that Elastic Kibana instance. You know, if you know if you're one of the no, or even if you're not, you've heard about Kibana, you've heard about the alerting. You know what it is, or you're, you're you're familiar or want to learn what it is, which is the best part because Kibana is free. Node Red is free, so you can take that Mosquito broker, a sensor, feed data through the, the Mosquito broker, send it to the Node Red, and send Node Red to Kibana and learn the platform. You know, I know in you know Node Red, you're not gonna you have you have your routes. You don't have you know you're kind of your your bigger and more you know interesting things you kind of have a little bit more you know control of where your data goes however in kibana you can take that data and search it you can make dashboards on it you can make effective decisions on what it's used for you know predictive things you know hey when is my ac going to go down or when is i need to change you know the data on this or when is something like this going to happen and stuff like that, you can kind of plan that out. And also, if you get an alert, you can get you get something on something. I'll send you an email. You know, it's, it right. also helps in like the big domains. We get like predictive maintenance. Yes. And and like you said, Nick, you know, when you was talking about uh, no red, so you know, basically our friends again, IBM was involved, or someone at IBM was involved, and uh, <clears throat> they use flow-based programming. You know, where we're describing a behavior of a network or black boxes or nodes as they are called in node red uh, and and kibana like you said is more of a dashboard it's more of a tool to visualize data and to see our data visually visually so uh that that's that's really the difference between the two and they, they both work together well whether you use mosquito or whether you use hive mq yeah they both feed data someplace and the thing is, is you got to know what to do with the data. You can you, you can have MQTT set up all day long, broker, uh, you know, and stuff like that, and a client. But you know, if you don't do anything with the data, you know, what's what's the big deal? 
right. you know and the thing is you need to know how to use it and i think that's the the big ticket item for most people is what do i do with you know these hundred forty thousand some odd messages i'm like you don't on a daily basis and that is you know turn it into something useful data needs to be useful and you know the thing is is you know change the status quo of how we're doing things you know understanding that you know we have to change the way the industry is set to understand how we're supposed to do things correct and you know the big thing is is visualize it most people out there are visual learners if they see the data they see it transpired in certain things even if it's like i don't know freaking what is it power bi um from microsoft you can take all that data out of cabana throw it into power bi and spit out a nice fancy dashboard for people you know it's it just doesn't help you know your homeowners helps your business owners for example your business owners know everything that's going on with every piece of equipment they own so they can make decisions later on when they have to call somebody i kind of think that's kind of you know where things have to go which you know that's why we kind of get into the next topic so where you have iot versus iiot and the combination of the two you know we start getting into something where you have internet of things which is around your house um you know your cars and stuff like that then you get into industrial internet of things of where you're dealing with the oil pipelines and power substations that kind of give off their messages and tell the owners of the company kind of what's going on if you think about it you know you look at your house like right now they don't actually ever have to come and read my meter anymore they use mqtt to read the meter on your house yeah. from a satellite and to tell the the power company how much power you used so you know but that gets into something of where you get into some long-range topics which is you know iot and industry 4.0 you know we start getting into the the, the big conversations of you know what is industry 4.0 you know industry 4.0 is industry of the future you know we will rely more on technology and the technology base infrastructure you know the kibana instance the node reds the mqtt's to build the factory of the future to get us to that point you know to assist with maintenance or, or whatnot you know but the thing is it kind of opens up the, the the gateway for more companies and more people to develop something to assist these companies and in getting into this industry you know as far as like the iot spectrum yeah and then just to uh piggyback on that also nick the uh big thing with the uh internet of things the industrial internet of things and then you even have some companies now using vehicle things yeah. because uh, um, we're in a world now where data is fastly becoming a commodity and uh, data can be a good thing for a manufacturer if they're trying to, hey, do we have an issue? Should we wait five years for an issue to show up or can we get this data now to tell us, hey, we got a problem? I mean, it's almost like NASA when it's mission critical and they monitor a sensor and they say, oh, this is not good. You know, hey, we need to fix this now. This right. is going to be a problem once we get into orbit. So it's the same thing with, with MQTT devices. It's the same thing with um, when we're using, whether we're using Mosquito, whether we're using uh, HiveMQ, uh, or if we're using RedNode and Elastic together, or if we're using Power BI whatever tools we're using, 
those smart intelligent sensors now that can give us information so we're going from the realm of bits or the nature of a bit on or off to hey not only am I monitoring on and off I'm monitoring on and off duration I'm monitoring all and off, on and off uh, patterns and then I can take that data and put it into analytical machines and uh, use a little AI and then now I can get things uh, faster to market. I can discover problems with my product fast to make sure that I satisfy the customer. So I think it's a win-win uh, with uh, IoT and IOT. Yeah, you know, it's the other thing is, you know, like you hear kind of thrown out there is, you know, data is the new oil. You know, what, what, you know, what is data and how data is used and MQTT kind of feeds that niche of, hey, we, you know, we got to be a more data, you know, fearing economy. You know, data is used for everything. You know, don't fear it, accept it. You know, bring it into bring it into your workspace, bring it into your companies, bring it into your, your lifestyle, you know, and understand, you know, how you can use it. And the big thing is you have companies out there like, you know, for instance, Tesla, you know, and all of them that are using MQTT on a routine basis. You know, they believe in the factory of the futures. Um, you know, not and it's just not them. It's like you said, you know, NASA uses it to talk for to pull data from satellites. It's a quicker way of getting information from point A to point B. It's low latency, it's high quick movements. It's and then you take that data, pack it into a into an environment and spit it out into Power BI or Power right. or into Kibana. Right. And you can also, you know, the best thing you can do with this stuff now is you can take it and throw it in the cloud. So you can throw it in Azure Azure environment and you know, cloud base, ninety-five percent of this. So you don't have to worry about on-premise servers anymore. Your on-premise servers go to Amazon or they go to Microsoft, depending on you know what camp you're in. You know, so I, that on the other hand, you know, saves you time and energy. You take that, send it through a, a cloud-based um, uh, broker into a cloud-based data lake. Take that data lake and feed Kibana or feed or feed Power BI. You know, it's just kind of how it goes. That's the best way of you know preventing you know structural um, infrastructure if you think about it yeah and, I, and I'm uh, glad you brought up the uh, software as a service I mean that's or uh, even infrastructure as a service because those things uh, typically um, have a time constraint those things also typically come with the high cost um, so so for me the server on site yes it's nice to have but you have warm sites and cold sites also just in case of emergency. So it's not necessary to have the old, uh, basically, energy vampires we have, you know, with servers, because as you know, servers require a lot of energy. Yeah. And also you have to uh, climatize those areas too. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's maintenance versus non-maintenance. And, you know, it's it's offloading versus non-offloading. You know, I'm not saying, you know, take your infrastructure and throw it away and, you know, bring in an outsourced company on your cloud. No, I'm not saying that. You know, you can have both. You can have a hybrid cloud environment, mm -hmm. you know, where you have it on-site and off-site. Right. And the thing is, is with MQTT, it makes life just as simple. You're not having to worry about that anymore. So it saves you time, saves you energy, you know, saves everything. But it puts your data at your fingertips no matter where you are. Correct. Globally. 
You know, you can be in a whole other country and you'll still have your data from your location. You can be in the middle of Midwest in Nebraska, you know, get your data from your servers and stuff like that in Nebraska and still answer an email when you're sitting in a, in a board meeting in the middle of, you know, uh, Berlin, Germany or, or Munich or, you know, Rota, Spain, for instance. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Correct. You know, if you think about it, even, even the airlines now are using MQTT to talk about their maintenance topics off their airplanes. So, and they're pumping to a cloud environment. Yeah. Everybody's going to cloud environment. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, I think where everybody's going. And that kind of feeds that industry that industry 4.0 of the industry of the future topic and, and continues to push that envelope to the next greatest, you know, industry revolution that we're going to have. You know, it's the fourth industrial revolution. And yeah. I think now we have to be prepared for that, no matter what industry you're in. Correct. Either be prepared or be prepared to be left behind. Right, and saying you know, get on the bus or don't, you know, and I think that's kind of where we're going with it, you know, it's, you know, hop on or hop off, you know, be with us or be without us, you know, type of thing. So hey, we're going to the last five minutes of this, you know, you know, give people back to lunch break. So, um, you know, parting shots, what you got, Ed? Uh, just for me, like I said, the biggest thing I take away from what we normally sit around and just talk about is uh, the power of MQTT and the Internet of Things and all the tools that you can use, you know, whether you're using Mosquito, whether you're using HiveMQ, whether, you, whether you're using a Node Kibana uh, analytics system, or whether you're just using Power BI making your own dashboards. Uh, it's, it's something everybody should look into, even from a consumer point of view or a commercial point of view. I agree with you. And, you know, I think that, you know, as we get prepared for the next generation of data and we get ready for the next generation of people to come into the workforce, you know, Industry 4.0, MQTT is the way of the future. And the thing is, is, you know, we got to be able to learn it. You know, we got to be prepared for it. We got to bring it into our lives and really, you know, divvy up. And, you know, the thing is, I kind of, I kind of leave with this. I kind of leave with a charge, you know, I, you know, charging people to, Hey, go out there and, you know, get a, a raspberry Pi, you know, play with node red, Play with, you know, a mosquito. Play with, you know, Kibana. You can put it all on a, on a Raspberry Pi. Or you can put it on whatever you want to. And even a small old laptop. But, you know, that type of stuff is, you know, go out and play with it. Don't sit here and, you know, be le- and forget about it. So, you know, that's the charge I give. And I really think that, you know, the faster we get into this, the faster we change the status quo of what is tech. And what is the way of the future and how we get there and how we pull away from it. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.